0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of Inspiring Our World. Today, we're gonna talk about women in leadership, then and now. According to Sally Helgeson, author of seven books on leadership and a keynote speaker around the world on women's changing roles, quote, since 2008, more women have assumed leadership of huge and influential companies, for example, GM, IBM, and Lockheed Martin, and global institutions such as the IMF, the World Bank, and the European Central Bank. More women have also been elected to high office around the world. Since 1964, 64 countries have had a female head of state or government, according to Women's Power Index. And as of May 2020, 19 countries were being led by a woman. End of quote. Even with these vastly improving numbers, women in leadership still lag behind the majority. This may be attributed to the basic challenges women continue to face in the workplace, even as progress is made. Number one. Unconscious bias stems from gender stereotypes reflected in the subconscious attitudes both men and women have about female capabilities. Huge strides have been made, but the deeply ingrained image of women barefoot and in the kitchen still is widespread, even in civilized nations. Number two, unequal pay is more complex than just dollars and cents. It extends into the opportunities women are presented with, often fewer than their male counterparts. Number three, different expectations makes it more difficult for women because there is the need to balance actual ability, respect from peers, and being likable. In other words, aggressive men are the norm, but aggressive women may be considered dislikable. Number four, limited career advancement opportunities take the form of fewer promotions for women in a corporate environment. A 2021 Yale study found women 14% less likely to be promoted at their companies annually, as well as being consistently judged as possessing lower leadership potential than their male counterparts. Number five, Lack of sponsorship and mentorship ties in with limited career opportunities. Women are less often approached by mentors or sponsors who can be sources of knowledge and even lead to the inside track. What women need to do is to actively seek out mentors and coaches rather than hope to be found. Number six. Sexual and gender-based harassment is something that women continue to contend with. The American Academy of Arts and Sciences found that women supervisors had to deal with even more sexual harassment than others in their fields in the United States, Japan, and Sweden. Given the inherent challenges that women face the progress that has been made by women in leadership in recent decades is impressive. According to recent statistics from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the proportion of women in higher education fields as of 2017 are as follows. 78% education, 76% health and welfare, 64% social sciences, 63% humanities, 54% business and law, 50% science and math, 24% engineering and 19% IT and communications. The World Bank shows that as of 2017, women accounted for 49% of the global workforce. Women inevitably will continue to rise in roles of responsibility and power. The reason is simple. Women are major consumers and therefore drive the global economy. A report looking at female emerging markets by Ernst & Young pointed out that by 2028, 75% of the disposable income worldwide will be controlled by women. With women as the primary consumers for everyday products and services, fashion, home, health, education, female preferences will dictate the marketplace and women executives and entrepreneurs will have the sensitivity and know-how to lead. In fact, Startups founded by women since 2018 to date have yielded higher benefits with an average 10% higher income than those founded by men. What is called she power by entrepreneurs in the digital age refers to leadership traits attributed more often to women. It embodies the ability to combine, adapt, and learn. In other words, women leaders tend to be able to adapt quickly to changing environments and to face hardships with optimism and perseverance. According to a survey published by the Boston Consulting Group in 2018, women are more dependent on data and information analysis, as well as being more willing to spend time on research. This trend coincides with the decreasing confidence gap, where women questioned their own competence. Since female millennials are now a force to be reckoned with in the global workplace, confidence has increased as well as the recognition of women's capacity for strategic insight and vision. According to Ms. Helgeson, quote, As growing confidence based on demonstrated competence has increased women's determination to reach their full potential, so has greater solidarity among them. This is one of the most dramatic shifts that has taken place over the past 30 years. Increasing solidarity among women, a growing role for male allies, and vastly improved organizational engagement have combined to create an infrastructure of support for women almost entirely missing in previous decades." End of quote. As women continue to expand into leadership roles worldwide, initiatives that were once considered tokens to showcase a company's commitment to women's advancement have now become integral parts of many companies' talent acquisition strategy. Global organizations look for leaders who can combine decision-making with relationship nurturing, collaborative thinking and direct communications, qualities found often in women. And as women come into positions of power, they are actively giving a hand to the new generations coming up through the ranks. Here's some interesting trivia about women of wealth from Forbes. China had 45 self-made women billionaires in 2022, down from 57 in 2021. The US had 24 self-made women billionaires in 2022. India's richest self-made billionaire is Falguni Nair, whose fashion retailer, Nike, went public in November of 2022. Singer and entrepreneur Rihanna is Barbados's first billionaire. One major change in workplace attitudes may be attributed to the pandemic. For some time, as workers were forced to stay home, the distance between those who worked outside of the home and those who worked within the home closed. Women who worked from home used to be in the majority, but the pandemic shifted the numbers drastically. Companies that were able to be flexible and support working from home, like Niken did globally, managed to survive and even thrive. Traditionally, women have always dominated in direct selling and network marketing. And the pandemic supported what women have been doing all along, being productive while working from home. Let's celebrate International Women's Day together on March 8th and honor all the women in our lives. I have to say, it is just joyful to read out some of those amazing awarenesses and statistics. You know, Nikan is about 75 to 80% women. And I love it that it is based on a win-win structure. You cannot win in Nikan and move up the ranks without helping many others win. How gorgeous is that? It's based on inspiration, showing other women that they can do this, leading by example, and showing them they can truly succeed big time. And it's based on empowerment, uplifting other women to do as well or better than you. Now that's very, very different from the experience I had growing up. I don't know about you. I do remember as a child, my mother and my two sisters loved playing games, especially my mother. And it was all so very competitive. And I learned, you know, at about the age of 10, 11, 12, that that, you know, if I lost in a game, I wasn't so terribly happy, but if I won in a game, everybody else wasn't happy. And when it came to things like Monopoly and Canasta and things, it, it was um, a struggle for me because I wanted us all to be happy. And so I didn't really understand this win-lose concept and I really never have, but most games in life are based on a win-lose kind of a concept, zero-sum game. You know, it was the same in ballet. It was highly competitive in the career that I had chosen, and I didn't choose it for that reason. I did not like competing. So again, it was really a struggle for me because I wanted to see all of us doing well and all of us having fabulous parts in different ballets. But it wasn't always like that. Again, it was based on a sort of win-lose idea. I always felt that there must be a game somewhere in life that was based on a win-win. This was an internal conversation I had with myself. I don't think I ever talked to anybody else about it, but when I found Network Marketing, and Niken specifically, That's the only company I have developed in network marketing. It's the only company I ever chose to to join because we have the most stellar products in the world and they need to be known about. I thought, oh, I could do this. This word of mouth, this works. This is relationship building. This works for me. This This is how I am made. And I was so thrilled to really understand this concept of you can't win unless you help a lot of others win. I was like, Oh, finally I have found the game that I've dreamed of since I was a child. Because with that experience with games, with my family, I had stopped playing games by around the age of 13, 14. I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel good to me. So Nikan has always been a great, joy in that way and to see women succeed beyond their wildest dreams and have huge organizations. It it is such a joy to be able to create freedom of time in their life because of the wonderful structure of network marketing. Oh my goodness, you know, so I love it that we have this opportunity where we all help one another. And of course we all help the men and of course the men help us too, not to leave them out of it. But as far as women, we can really be sisters to each other and all be in it together to win together by helping others win. So I hope you have enjoyed this this blog, this podcast uh, based on the blog that our wonderful Mabel puts out. And uh, I I am so thrilled about the progress that women are making in our world because you know what? We have a whole different take on the world itself and preserving our environment for the future, for the children. I've always loved that concept of the seventh generation. You know, everything we do today, we do for the seventh generation to come, far beyond our own lifetimes. And women think a lot like that. In fact, you know, with the Native Americans, there were always the key women that would be in council and would try their very hardest to avoid sending the men to war because they knew that peace is really where it's at. We all know that, but here we get a chance now in our world, in this century, to really make that impact, to bring love, companionship, harmony, cooperation, relationship into business and into our world to make a better world. So thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, and also on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Nikan International. Please subscribe to the channel and please do um, um, tick on the notification bell so that you will be notified when we put new videos up onto our YouTube channel. That is just super helpful. That little bell, that notification bell. So don't forget to do that. And of course, don't forget to share. Everything we do in Niken is about sharing. And how lovely is that? Word of mouth advertising is the most powerful form of advertising in the world. And as you build relationships and build trust, you will go far in building a great team of empowered, women and men to technique into the world. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.